This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! What is up, everybody? It is Friday night, and it's time for independent wrestling and independent comics here at Indie Alley. Did you do anything fun besides comics and wrestling this week? I've been outside a lot. It's, you know, in the 90s here, so, you know, working on the tan and stuff. Um, the 90s. Kids are swimming. I haven't jumped in the pool yet, but the kids have been swimming and stuff, and uh, it's it's been good. It's, it's nice to read a comic outside. Uh-huh. And 90 degree weather and just get a nice little, you know, little bronze. I couldn't read a comic outside. I'd be dripping sweat all over the pages. It'd be a disaster. We're in the hundreds, man. 90s. It must be nice. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I was still, you still sweat and stuff, but, uh, you know, hold that comic up a little or try to finish quicker. And Mm. just remember just to hydrate. You know, you don't want to be like Billy Madison and you'd be like, have you ever watched that movie? Yes, I've watched Billy Madison. <laughs> you know, where they're outside in the sun, and they're like, what is today? <laughs> it's like October. You know that one? It's Nudie Magazine Day. It's Nudie yeah. Magazine. See, I didn't even remember that. So, so how long it's oh, been since I've seen that movie. I remember that's the movie where he goes back to school, right? Yeah. Back to school, back to school, time to show Dad that I'm not a fool. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Got what, my shoes tied tight. When was the my last backpack? time you saw that movie? I don't know. Re- it's um, recent, isn't it? Probably like within the last four years. Oh, I was thinking like the fa- last four weeks or something during the no, stay at no, home. Because uh, because now that I think about it, I I messed up. You know, uh, a few of those bars, but um, you know, it's 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 like that. Yeah, that's you know, I'm I'm the sand Sandman. You know. I dig you. There you go. Yeah, it was so hot here. I was telling you, my phone turned itself off, basically. It just said, it said the apps will no longer, we will be shutting down the apps because your phone needs to cool off or something of that nature. It just gave me a little beep and it said that across the screen. I was like, oh, nice. It's like, wow. But, Maybe it's all those hot takes you have on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I have so many hot takes. <laughs> but I do got to share uh, on, with you on your on your on your burner account or something. <laughs> I do got to share that I did get tweeted back by something really weird today. Um, so oh, did you have somebody hitting on you too, asking them for a real honest <laughs> man in there? No, I wish, I wish that would have been something I could have handled. Um, this was okay. this was creepier. So some dude named Animal Cracker, I guess. He okay, said, just, "Yeah, okay. So we're already there." He's, he's he, he put a he's tweet a out. No, he's <laughs> okay. well, no, because this is going to get weird as we go. So he okay. said some tweet to the effect of like, "Wouldn't it be great if there was a podcast that had comics and wrestling?" Okay, so I didn't see Animal yeah. Cracker. Animal Cracker has like ten followers. I don't know. No, Animal Cracker should have never crossed my path. But um, the guys at Suspicious Behavior Productions, who the comic book publishers that do WrestleTopia gave uh-huh. us a shout out and said, well, they gave the marking out podcast a shout out and says, Hey, marking out does that. And then I kind of responded with like, yeah, we're going to have um, episodes here soon, but check out our flagship podcast in the alley. 
for wrestling and comics. That's what we do. And the day went along, everything's fine. And then I get some, some. This is what I get like a while before we come online. I get from you got news? New Katana, Connecticut, or something like that. I get. I have the mental capacity of a sun-dried tomato. So I was curious about this guy. He's a furry, and he follows furries, but he follows Animal Cracker, who also follows furries. So basically, this whole community of furries are not fans of my work. You know, <laughs> so that was my weird Twitter interaction for the day. No, hold up. So you're alluding to that you're a furry. No, I am not a furry. And they're trying to the furries are trying to recruit you. Uh, the furries think I have the brain of a sun-dried tomato, though. You do? That's according to, according to this furry. Well, you know, sun-dried tomatoes are really good with the, when you make, like, um, olive oil and, you know, you can make some stuff, like, make some sure, pasta, a little yeah. rosemary and stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. Put a little, you know, put a little on a plate with your Italian bread and stuff. That's good shit, you know, a little <laughs> garlic and stuff. It's good stuff. Well, thank you for making me feel better, but it still was, like, the weirdest, probably, interaction I've had in a long so time. So they said you have... It says you have, now it's to the podcast, but I'm taking it on me because I'm the one that made the tweet. So okay. it's got to be, it says, you have the mental capacity of a sun-dried tomato. That was the answer to, a, what did I say? I said, it's when I was probably in the podcast. I says, yes, thank you for the shout out when I was telling suspicious behavior. Episodes being recorded soon. Follow our flagship Indie Alley as well for more details. And I was told I had. So you got heat with the furry community. I have huh? heat with the furry community. Yeah, I don't know if it's something, maybe they listen to a podcast. And it's maybe they were choking on a fur ball. We have made fun of furries in the past. Oh, maybe. Yeah. What we was the book that had some furries that we used to make fun of? There was a comic that had some furries that we made fun of back. Oh, I don't know. I forgot. That's like, um, yeah, but, it's you been know, a while, but I know that, there was one. That, so that floats their boat. It's cool with them. Wow. Furries. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. There you go. So. That was my interesting interaction. So I'm talking about burner accounts or whatever. Everybody got to be something. Always got to be something. Well, you know, I guess I'd rather have that interaction than somebody saying, Snyder Cut! Or, you know, something like that. Hashtag free the furry. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. They might be nice Furries people. Furries. I mean, uh, <laughs> they don't think highly of sun-dried tomatoes, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But yeah, I guess I not. <laughs> wow. Assholes. <laughs> So that's enough of that. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's comic books. You know, what did you read? All right. Um, well, this week I started off, you know, catching up with a lot of books from last week. Um, you know, in order for you, when we get, you got your shipment so we could stay on track together. So I, I allowed you to catch up. I'm uh, always so this week. <laughs> that's what the furry said. <laughs> um, Anyways, it's a, uh, one book that I read this week was, um, you know, Alienated Number 3 by Boom Studios. Um, Simon Spurrier, Chris uh, Wild Goose. That sounds like a furry, too. <laughs> that does. Um, Andre, Andre May. Um, it's, it's a great book, man. Uh, you know, if you, have, if you have been reading, it, it's about three teenagers with, you know, three different names of Sam, Samuel, Samir, um, which I'll come back to Sam. You have the three Sams. They find this alien, um, and you know, a couple people come become missing because of the alien. Um, it's it's just a really good book. I don't want to give too much about it, but the ending of this issue, um, 
I think the aliens going to come into play. The cops are going to come into play. There's a lot of things coming into play, but it's also full of a lot of fun. I highly suggest to um, pick it up. It, the art is great. Storytelling's great. I mean, Boom's been putting out a lot of really good books lately. Mm-hmm. I have a love hate with this one. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. Um, I just may not be the age group. I've already raised my teens, and this book is a really good teen book, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, they do yeah. a pretty good job of dealing with some of the – I mean, it's tropey a little bit, but, you know, there's a, there's a kid that is, has some issues and he's a bully and kind of like collects guns and he's a little – and there's an, a teen pregnancy. There's some, you know, one other girl that's just trying to be popular on social media. There, you know, a lot of the things that teens go through, and I think it's written really well. Uh, but it's sometimes it's kind of like almost too well written. It's like, oh, this is kind of like, you know, raise, yeah. raising my kids all over again. I've already finished that. I, yeah, I guess the one thing that I have a problem with it is like there's this one kid that he has his, like his own YouTube channel where he's kind of like the the hacker group Anonymous mm-hmm. where he gives like all these uh, details of things coming out and stuff. But um, they already outed him. So I thought that was like poor taste because, I mean, but maybe – kids in high school or junior high whichever it may be that maybe that they would be dumb enough to out themselves because he already he outs himself to his friends too so yeah or you think they're his friends right now i mean uh acquaintances i guess yeah. well at that age if you're doing a youtube thing you're doing it to get popular so you want people to know i don't think a kid that age can be anonymous that long before they want everyone who knows who they are mm. you know what i mean yeah. so that's just the nature of teenager i would say but it's yeah. it's an interesting story, and that's why I say I love hate. And then we get in, when we get more into the alien type parts of it, I'm like, okay, this is very intriguing. This is very, and I want to see where it's going, and I'm going to see what what this creature is. It kind of alluded that maybe it's it's a baby or it's a child or something. Yeah, so kind of interesting. Yeah, it, and one of my favorite parts about it is like how um the girl Sam, she was having the alien go find things so it would leave her alone and she was getting all these interesting things which i thought was kind of fun it was kind of comical um it was probably the one of the better books i read this week i think that some of the books that i read last week mm-hmm. were much better but i mean yeah it's still it's still you know for the third chapter of a book it's still pretty darn good well that's cool another book that i read was rogue planet by colin bunn um oh yeah I think it's going to be very good. Um, it's really an introduction book. It just kind of lays the ground and it introduces you to people. There's not a lot of dialogue. You can go pages with there being just very little, like maybe three or four bubbles of words. Um, it's just more the storytelling is done through the art. But I feel like it's really long-term getting it. And it's a horror it's a space horror, science fiction horror, you know, kind of like aliens, maybe. Um, and I really yeah, like you kind of you got you kind of get that feeling because um, when they show you like um, where all those spacecrafts were, mm-hmm. like originally I thought it was like it was going to be a little bit Star Warsy or something, or even maybe Star Trekky. Uh, and then when you see like all those. Uh, they were all like crashed or you know kind of like a um i don't know a dumpster pit full of yeah. like hundreds of uh spacecrafts like i was like oh dang okay now this is getting interesting but yeah you know i'm not a huge fan of space stuff but uh i had read that book too by oni press or oni press and um bun's got me hooked on that 
he he definitely is uh yep. he does a good job with uh you know hooking you right from the beginning well we should have known with it being him that there was going to be a horror element um yeah that this wasn't like you said a star wars and yeah that's why i immediately thought aliens it's so it's in space but it's not a space story i guess to me no it's, no, it's, not at all. It's another place for him to tell horse. So I thought that was a really cool book. That's one I read. Did you uh did you happen to read um I guess uh I read issue fifteen of uh Rob Gilroy's Farmhand? Yes, what a reveal. I don't even know if we should give the reveal away. because um, it's pretty cool. Um it all came full circle in mm. this one. Man, I don't know. Do we give I mean it's obvious who the it, bad guy uh, is, but yeah, I don't think like we should see here's the thing because it's 15 issues in. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on this book. Yeah. So I think we should pitch that, you know, the universe has been created and if you're a big fan of say like a Jeff Lemire writing style, mm-hmm. um I really have that feeling like Gilroy is like that, mm-hmm. but Gilroy also does the art. Yes. And all his books too, which is a good. And then you mentioned that um he's pitching up he, I don't too. know if he's he's working on it. It said at the end he's, he's taking a hiatus, a longer one than normal, because he needs a break. Because, you know, like you said, he draws it, he colors it, mm-hmm. he writes it, the whole thing. And um, and he's also working on a pilot for Farmhand. So, yeah, this is such a good book. There's a lot going on. And like I said, it came full circle. It, it tied up this first, I guess, chapter so well. I, I, yeah. I really liked it. And it was like, oh, of course. You know, there's those aha moments, you know. Mm. It, yeah, what I like about it is now that this completes what the third, this will be the third trade that will be released, mm-hmm. um, is the world building, the universe, the characters, how he fleshes each one out and each, you know, um, like the first, maybe the first two trades he kind of hits every character to give their story so you root for them but then you also see like the dark side of certain characters too and he keeps you like it that's why i compare it to like very lemire style like he builds the world and he has stories within stories kind of like i I really feel like jeff lemire is very like um like he could write a soap opera Mm -hmm. and that i feel like um rob gilroy can as well and this, I mean, what's interesting about this book is, like, the characters are kind of cartoonish, mm-hmm. which makes it even cooler. But knowing that the the writer is the artist, he can, you know, put the facial expressions on each character so they get their points across. Yeah. And that's what makes this book so good. Like, it, every issue is great. Fifteen issues in, I mean. Do you think the lead the, character the is, is him? Because I didn't think it until we had this issue where, he, as a boy, that he's talk, telling his dad about the comics, and he goes, "Oh, you know, look mm-hmm. at the comic character I created, and look at these comics I made for you, Dad." And I'm like, he, "It just hit me that the main character is supposed to be Rob Gilroy." I think. Yeah, I, I thought that like within I think like the first um, trade because he's also from Louisiana area, mm-hmm. and that's where he's you know the like a small town boy. Louisiana coming back home and maybe he's he's put himself into the books but I don't think his dad's like growing organs no. and putting them in people's bodies and stuff but. I didn't mean that part, but yeah I think I was just saying the character has some characteristics yeah I do, I do that and I think that also when you make that point 
is uh, you feel that also when Lemire writes books that he puts himself in certain certain situations too and he's kind of telling something personal with you know implying these fictitious characters so yeah we're going to be without him for a while though actually i think he is doing the art is he doing the art on that chew outcast of or the chew uh outer darkness darkness, Um, excuse me yeah yeah he he does chew is um but is he doing that particular i think it's uh i think he he does the I mean, he, he did the original because Chew. he created he created Chu, right? Well, and he drew he drew Chu, but um, I believe Layman Layman wrote, wrote writes it. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's what he's currently working on because issue two just came out this past um, gotcha. last week as well. So yeah, which is a good, another good book. I mean, I've never read Outer Darkness. Yeah, um, me either. But the characters from like Chu and stuff is pretty hilarious, and it's got. A, quite a bit of comedy in it and uh, I do suggest to pick that up too if you're in, into um, you know some comedic stuff and if we want to talk about some great art I'm going to throw out there um, Mercy number two another artist okay. who's writing um, Mirko Adolfo's Mercy number two and when I told people after I finished reading I did my tweet I usually tweet after and I'm like you know you expect Mirko's art to be out of this world Mm-hmm. You know, everything I'm I'm getting a variant this week for the new Buffy the Vampire Slayer series that starts started this week that she did a variant cover for. Dr. Joe, pick it up. And um her writing is what's blown me away. I had never mm-hmm. really read anything she wrote, and I just really like this weird fable, fairy tale, horror, gothic thing she's telling us. Oh, told, you never read that the book that she had come out like last no. year? So when Mercy One came out, I mentioned that I hadn't read anything else. And um, Stacy, Geeky Goddess, okay. she, she told me these are the ones I need to look into. And I should have got them during this little, the when the comics weren't shipping. I've bought too much shit from when comics weren't shipping. But I should have got them then. But I haven't mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, that's a that I I read that book as well. And Mirka Adolfo, it's it's great that she's um, making an impact here in America because she's kind of big uh, in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, her work, her art is fantastic. Uh, I don't remember the book that she, the title of the book that came out last year. Un, is it Unearth or not Unearth? No, Unearth is uh, the Cullen yeah. movie. That's but it's something uh, with a U. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, unnatural. Maybe? Yes, unnatural. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about the the pig girl that slept mm-hmm. with the the wolf thing. Yep. But yeah, it was really and it's very sexualized because you know Italians are very sexual. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's a yeah. But her even this book right here is a little sexual. But I didn't expect that. Um, you know the the pretty girl was what she was in this book and i was like holy crap and then how they integrated the the young little girl in the book yeah um and she's calling her mom and i'm like wait this is some alien shit right here <laughs> like it is like like uh you know at first i was like i was looking at it like maybe it's mac and me but now it's a little scarier than mac and me <laughs> yeah this is really good and yeah it, it's great it's in um wouldn't you say that's a, it takes place in um what time frame would you say like valid yeah like um 
um, Victorian age is what you yeah. It I feels like it would be <laughs> yeah. I know. I know what you're like trying we're to say. Graduating, though. but see, you like, got the point across. Um, I think of like an old Dracula movie, like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, would be in that same kind of vein in that same mm-hmm. kind of little town somewhere in Europe, and yeah, so. yeah. It's a it's definitely a good book. Um, that's kind of all I read. I mean, I did read. Um, 20xx or maybe it's like 2020 and that's a great book but it's it's the fourth issue it's it's really good it you know dealt with the virus and um some people die from the virus Mm -hmm. and come back and it's very uh you know thinking about like days and times that we're going through now but um if you survive the virus then you 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 gain something and uh they put you in like these homes and it's 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 a little like uh, would I say like cyberpunkish in a hmm. way. It's a, it's a good it, book though. So. It's it's pretty deep. It's very dialogue heavy. It's um black and white pencils. No you know no colors. Um, hmm. I think that it's Jonathan Luna and Lauren Keeley um, are the um, writer and artist on this. I think Lauren's actually the writer. But it, yeah, it's a it's a it's a deep book. Uh, if you're into like a um, you know a thinking man's book that might be your thing and if you're not into thinking man's book you might want to read what like andrew read uh ludocrats yeah know. but i'm not gonna talk about <laughs> ludocrats because it was so long ago in the week i won't do it justice i'll wait till number two instead i'm gonna group these next two just because there's something you read and it's kind of interesting the way it's turned out so i'm going to talk about the two aftershock books dead day and disaster inc okay and what i think is interesting about them is you weren't as fond of Disaster Inc. and you were really like Dead Day. And yeah. I walked away the opposite. So I yeah. liked Disaster Inc. And so I was hyped, okay, so I'm gonna get two. And then I walked away from Dead Day like, I don't know, man, this is a little too creepy for me. It's a little too, I told you, maybe it's my Catholic upbringing that's like freaking me out with this. My skin's crawling, I can't get through this book. The whole storyline of her just saying, don't worry, just because I'm going to go see my ex-husband, everything's going to be okay. You stay home with the kids. And I'm like, this whole thing is kind of weird and creepy and grandma coming back. And I don't know. It just, yeah, it it creeped me out. The the goat's blood on the the freaking door. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was all into that. But then when when you were were like mentioning it and stuff, you're like, this didn't bother you? And I'm like, no. And you're like, it seems a very religious kind of tropey in a way. And I was like, wait, you don't like that stuff? You, I think, what did you say? Like, um, what was the movie that you used? Like, Exorcist? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of into that stuff. You know, like, I like stigmata. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no stigmata. And I'm like, nope. what? Nope. I love stigmata. No, That's a great movie. No, no. You throw in that, that Catholic <laughs> religion into that thing and i'm sorry i had too, too much oh, catechism I'm, I'm, too much sunday mass <laughs> I, I can't man that that, that tri- trips a little switch in my horror brain that says no <laughs> i'm here for all that stuff yeah i was like yeah this is great but yeah i can see that you know that might be off-putting and stuff but i want to hear like so why did you like um disaster ink more Ooh, Disaster Inc. to me had like a slow burn, like a mystery, like, okay, like kind of, I told you like those old, like, you know, Murder on the Orient Express, because they're all, they're all in this van and they're together in a Mm -hmm. group and they're going somewhere they shouldn't go. And nobody, I don't think the people on the 
the bus are who they say they are and who they seem to be. And then I also got a little bit of um, Bad Reception, a book that we've been reading okay. that's about to come in. Like all these people in a situation where some bad shit's going to happen and they're going to be kind of off there and there's going to be no one to help them. People are going to die. Yeah. And then the whole thing about the samurai. Finally, that one little piece was the very interesting tweak to the whole thing. And I don't know. I just it, it really sucked me in. And I'm excited to see where this one goes. Yeah, I can see that it's it's a good book. Um, the part that interests me about because I didn't really get to talk about it last week. I just said it was very much like dark tourist type of things. Like they take you to places where you know natural disasters or something bad happens, and you pay. Excuse me, pay for that trip. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting to me is one character didn't put in all you know she came at the last minute as a, a guest of one of the other characters and you had mentioned that you think that maybe she's like some kind of informant cia or something or something to that effect yep and i kind of had the same kind of feeling about it and i thought that it was going to be very um crime noir mm -hmm. a little bit so uh that does interest me but it was a lot slower Mm -hmm. Oh, it is I, slow. I think, yeah, the other book I felt was more like, you know, the dialogue just kept it moving and you got the creepiness and it just went pow, pow. They were throwing things at you and this one was like a slow build and stuff. And, um, you know, sometimes you do need a, snow, a slow burn uh, of a book and this is definitely a change of pace, you know. I think it's because it's a complex idea to get across in one comic. Because first oh, yeah. they have to explain the nuclear fallout Mm -hmm. and what's going on in Japan, why, where they're going is what it is. And then they mm -hmm. kind of got to do a little bit about the samurai lore. And then they mm -hmm. have to introduce you to all these characters. So I think there's a lot to get done in this issue, and that's why it probably does that. But I don't know. I just I, I, I think he did just the right am amount to make me interested in like the intrigue. Like you said, that character. I was already coming up with theories. Okay, all right. The other dumb idiot she came with is like a playboy drug-taking idiot and he probably got yeah. busted and so now the cia he had to make a plea bargain deal with the cia and they're using him to be on this trip so he doesn't go to prison and i was right. like all my mind was just like coming up with cool like but my only worry is that most aftershock books only go five issues <laughs> yes do you think they can i mean i don't want to go like zero to a hundred and the next issue to like keep keep moving it to you know yeah. unless this book is going to go further you know like a dark red and you get some extra arcs yeah. so you know but most books only go like one arc with aftershock so True. that's that's worrisome to me when i read it i was like how are they gonna push this story out in five to six issues I, I will agree with you there. There have been some Aftershock books that I feel as we start getting to four, I'm like, okay, now they're rushing because they have to finish. Right, like the like the book Beyonders, or yeah. what was the one that they won under that town, that Zach Kaplan book? Oh, called? yeah, Lost Explorers. City Lost, Lost City Explorers. Explorers. Like We're like, yeah, this is going to be a great book. Then you get to like issue three and four, and you're like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like you, want, you put all, you suck this in. But mm -hmm. then at the end, you kind of like, you just you just mailed it in. Yeah. You freaking mailed it in. Like, <laughs> there you go, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a valid complaint. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mail it in. <laughs> <laughs> 
So okay, uh, I'll take we're gonna, that. Like we're we're mailing in the podcast. Yes, exactly. Okay, um, before before we turn, is that the last book? You That's have? the last book I was going to talk about. I mean, I was going to okay. also talk about is Go DC, getting off that diamond. Woo woo! You know how we feel about yeah. diamond. We've talked about yeah, it. Before. Diamonds isn't for everyone. Yeah. No, so no, no. Good for um, them. One thing I want to just you know uh, since it's been kind of like a thing that we've done each week. Like we pick a, a writer and we rank their books. So I figured, uh, let's do Brian Edward Hill this week. Ooh, my favorite. Yeah. So, but we're not doing his DC books. That's okay. I like his other stuff too, but I do love his DC stuff. Okay. So the, the three books that I've chosen is, uh, we can rate American carnage, Ooh. which is very, um, I say very close to the times we live in, and that's a Vertigo book. Yep. Um, we have Postal Deliverance, which is Top Cow uh, mm-hmm. book. And then we have Angel, which is the Boom book. Um, where would you rank these three? Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go definitely first as American Carnage for me. I thought American mm-hmm. Carnage was excellent. I know for some people the political portion of it just they can't get through. But I looked at it as... It was a crime story yes. that just happened to be set in a very political, racial setting. It, I mean, it comes and, across in the first issue, too, that's going to be like a racial yeah. kind of... But that's not but, what it is. It's a crime story. Right, and he did all the research. He actually went behind the scenes and hung out with people like this mm-hmm. and did all the research because he's a movie guy. Yeah. And that's what movie guys do. They do their research. This would be a great movie. This would yeah. be an excellent movie. The lead character and the inner turmoils he goes through being multiracial mm-hmm. and some of the things. Yeah, there's a lot going yeah. on. It's excellent. Yeah, I think it, I think it's like, have you ever seen the movie Black Klansman with um, the Spike Lee movie? Mm. I would say it's similar to that, but a lot more edgier. Like Black Klansman, yeah. you know, you had Edgy the 60s. This is, yeah. this is like now, like modern day like stuff like, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's a that's a great book. Yeah, so I, I could see that, that being number, number one. one. Number two, gosh, okay. Since it's postal deliverance and it's not full postal, I still think yeah, I'm gonna still put postal deliverance number two, and I'm gonna put angel number three. Angel's okay. really good, but part of me is I'm just I'm not a I didn't grow up on Buffy and all of that, but to how good he is, I'm reading Angel. And mm-hmm. I stopped because it got to a point where there's a crossover with Buffy and I had not been reading Buffy. So I needed to go get the Buffy comics. And over this pandemic, because I'd been putting it off, I started like tracking them down. Now I officially have them all and I'm about to do a big binge read of Angel and Buffy together, both runs. Cause, and I have a lot. We're talking about 20 comics worth together to read, but mm. it's excellent. So... You're telling me that we have our one of our favorite listeners um, is going to jump onto some, and he should jump onto. Well, he he wasn't for sure. He just said that his wife loves the TV show Buffy, and I had suggested that he read Angel. But now that you mentioned that you should read Buffy, then you should do that because I'm just trying to you know up his pull list a little. So if the old yeah, lady, I would go trade the wife, though because it did yeah. cost me a little bit of money because. To find the one, the two, the three. Right, or I had to buy. Right? Yeah, or Comixology. I had to buy variants. You might so be able to get it on Hoop. You might be able to get it on Hoopla, too. True. Um, True. Which is, but 
the way to advance your poll, you know, you got to get the wifey in there and get her interested. So once you know you keep feeding her, then you can you know get a couple more books. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, a new Buffy series started Wednesday. It's a number one, so that might be something to look oh, at really? too. So oh, brand new. I don't know who's you. writing it though, off the top of my head. Look at you with the buff knowledge. I got the buff knowledge. Well, boom, baby. I'm all into oh, boom this at, year. Whoa, number one look publisher. At that. He said boom, baby, <laughs> threw his hands in the air. You didn't even see that. <laughs> boom. He's selling it. He's selling it. He's totally selling it. my hair back everything. and forth like Bianca Belair. <laughs> Wait, you have hair? No, I don't, but the listeners I don't. don't see any. The no, listeners like, don't know that. <laughs> oh, I was like, do you have a rat tail now? <laughs> Oh my God! You remember? Is rat that cool? Tails. In, uh, is that no. cool in Arizona? What would you do if one of your children came home with a rat tail? Like they've secretly been growing one, and all of a sudden you saw that thing no, peeking that over would, the. <laughs> that would not happen. No, that would not happen. Oh that's, God! No, I, that's no. Yeah, I don't know. That's um. Yeah, I can have nothing to say. I, I could put. I could put steps in the side of their hair or something like Brian Bosworth, but I don't know no about that. Tails. You know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would have to agree, like, the way that you rank those three books is how exactly I would feel. Like, um, you know, Carnage is definitely, American Carnage is fantastic. It was kind of shorted um, because Vertigo went out of business, so mm-hmm. he had to rush, like, the last two issues. I think it was supposed to be two issues longer than mm-hmm. what it was. So, you know, I feel like we got hosed, but it was still so well written that, you know. Yeah, it feels a little fast, but it doesn't feel fast to the point that, it's super noticeable, like we were talking about that. Um, yeah, Lost we just Explorers know that, book. you know, if you read his writing, he's very good with dialogue and telling stories. And when you feel like Brian Edward Hill is rushed, then somebody has taken and kind of speeded up, hit the fast forward button yeah. a little bit on this to get it going. But yeah, yeah Postal Deliverance is also an excellent book. Um, and Angel, I feel the same. I mean, I'm not into that stuff. But I checked it out, the first four issues that he had written, and they mm-hmm. were really good. Um, uh, I mean, I didn't even... It has a lot to do with uh, today and social media and things. He kind of yeah. intertwines stuff, and it. it's really good. He, he, I mean, like I mentioned, he does his research for everything. He's yeah. really well-thought-out processes. Well... It is time to talk about wrestling this week. I think it was kind of a flat week, but some mm-hmm. stories were pushed, and there was a few controversial angles, I would say. Um, we're going to go ahead and start with AEW. We're going to kick that off first. Okay. The big thing that I took away from this AEW thing was tag teams. Um, I could be wrong, but I looked at it as like, you opened the thing with Hangman and um, Omega finally being back, and they looked really, really good together. You have the revival in the stands watching. Oops. You have um, the, what the FTR. hell? FTR in the stands. You have um, best friends in the stands watching. So it was kind of, you know, pushing tag teams. And then later in the show, you have a sit-down interview where I think FTR did a really good job of putting over the whole division once again. And it ends with a whole kind of scrum thing with um, the Butcher and the Blade. So I think... AEW is getting back to focusing on their tag teams, which to me is awesome because it's their strength. Mm-hmm. See, my main takeaway from AEW this week was the role model, <laughs> which was really sweet. 
that uh, that vignette kind of felt I've, it felt very much like I don't know Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. And the best part of it was that Tony was rooting her on and stuff, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, hell no, because remember, like you ever seen like you remember the group remember Foo Fighters when they first came out and the first video they did was that song um what they did like the spoof on the um Mentos commercial oh yeah it's like Futos and where they hold their fist up at the end they're like yeah and <laughs> that's how I felt when I was watching that. I was like hell no I was like that's funny right there yeah. like that was it was good stuff it was comical that was like my big takeaway I do feel like that they um come across like you very much tag oriented which is really good because i think like um that's what they should do because you know the other company doesn't focus so much on it so why don't you just dominate that Mm -hmm. and show that people will watch this to force them to adapt because that's they basically do force them to adapt all the time so yeah okay and i think uh mine wouldn't be on the main show i think mine would be more aw dark whereas uh in, uh, Santana and Ortiz versus the um, the two guys from what is the House of Glory? Yeah, House, House of, of Glory. Glory. Yeah, and how they played the heels and like the like they kicked the Nintendo Switch out of his hand yep. and you, yeah, they just squashed him. What's that? Oh yeah, that's what big big game Leroy. Yeah, is that his name? Big game yeah, Leroy. Yeah, it's funny you say him because he's on my list for what we're going to talk about later. Big game, which is which, which is cool because if you ever seen his House of Glory match with Low Key and they sit down <laughs> in the middle of the ring mm-hmm. and play Switch and then he dominates Low Key on Switch and then Low Key just whoops the shit out after. <laughs> I've seen one match where he does he jumps over somebody. He's playing the Switch and he dives over and you know and does the whole flip thing and lands. On his, you know, sitting down and keeps on playing. Yeah, I don't like this. It's like it, awesome. he's like Orange Cassidy. Yes, in a way, he's very yeah. Orange Cassidy. So I do like so that. Without the pockets, it's the switch. Yeah, it's 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 like outlaw wrestling, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. an acquired taste, but I think he he definitely has something interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's nice I to did. see that he got on dark. I would okay. like to see him more in AW. Um, oh, one question about AEW that I have for you is, okay, you know the <laughs> vignette with um, Tully and Sean Spears, and yes. they give him the weightlifting glove? Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we have the same weightlifting gloves here. Uh, do you feel like that was, he's trying to force him to be, because Magnum TA used to wear something like that, and Ted DiBiase used to, and you would they would, like, heart punch somebody, or they would punch him, like, once you put it on, you knock mm-hmm. out someone. Is that what they're going with? Is like that old school like WCW I stuff? Think it's, well, I think now that you told me, maybe, but I didn't. I didn't know the significance of the glove, and I was going to ask you the significance of the glove because I didn't know okay, it. Then. But I know the fact that Tony, like, we know what that gloves mean. That glove means, and I'm like, no, we don't. What the fuck are you talking about, Tony? Okay, so, I think it's kind of yeah. like the uh, the the protective like vests that like Myron Reed and like D'Lo Brown used to wear. Like it gives you like an advantage, but it's still fair. What? Yeah, like like a how glove? Can, yeah, like the glove. That's what I'm it's saying. Kind of like the Ted DiBiase back in the day would put it on before he went to become the million dollar man, and he'd knock you out. Or Magnum TA would, okay. and that was what it was. Like that glove gave you extra strength, which is kind of yeah, like, gimmicky, but it's cool. Like, the like, TB, the DiBiase thing interests me because then I start thinking, well, what if his son is coming in? Oh, AEW. him and Cody were in like a tag team together, 
right, with Orton, so they could have like a closer. Uh, and I would have never thought of that until you said that. I don't know if he's going to because I think him and his dad are in some troubles from taking money illegally, oh, uh, okay. religiously. Um, they were funded extra money and mm. <laughs> things like that. So okay. I don't think that that's a chance. Okay. Well, I didn't know that's any a bad of that. look. You know, during this time, <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people do stuff for religion for show. If you've noticed lately, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not a show? Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what it meant, but I love that promo. That's the Tully I've been waiting for. I was like, what the hell is the point of having Tully if you're not doing anything with him? Now I see why Sean Spears had a picture of Tully on his junk. Because it was like the perfect thing to set Tully off for us to get crazy, pissed off, angry, I'm going to kick you in the head, Tully. Which we've been waiting for. Or was he mentioning that Lex Luger is coming back and oh he put God. him on his sack? So <laughs> it was like a total package shout out for Lex Luger. Luger. I said Luther like it was like Superman. Yeah, total package. Luther. See what I yeah. did there? <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, don't you I hope be not. I don't want to see Lex microphone. Luger. I don't want to see Lex Luger. I don't want to see Sting. No, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it young. But yeah, that, that that that's an interesting one. You know, going back yeah. to your Britt Baker thing, I loved that vignette, but I hated the thing with Swall. It did. I, you know what I don't like? That was very WWE, where you have to. I have to believe that Swole cannot catch you and just yank your right. little ass off that that little you know truck or whatever the hell it was and beat your ass and she has to stand there and act like she can't touch her yeah i i hate that that's very wwe and i don't like that yeah that should have been like uh thought out a little better mm -hmm. uh, especially like she like she threw the chair but they did, wouldn't show because they wouldn't show how close she was to her yeah i think it the would, camera they didn't it would be a that. lot better if it if it was like she was actually able to drive off like if it was like yeah. right where those guys keep where Cody and the FTR guys keep going through there, yeah. if she was like sitting there, yeah, she could have drove and off she could have just drove away. That would have been better. Yeah. I agree with you. But I I do think that we do need more um, big swell because that was pretty good uh, this week. She did she did really well. She was amazing. I I really enjoyed her match. That's what they should give her. I want when I think of big swell, I want the kind of character that Cody Rhodes is an athletic guy who wants or with a woman but you know cody's athletic guy is about winning championships and about working harder working fighting winning champions not really a bad guy not really a good guy super athlete that's the kind of story i want to see with she could be the top baby face of that type of baby face Riho is a different kind of baby face but yeah that that's what i'd like to see that kind of story told for her uh because she did so good with um, Nyla Rose she just looked like a badass in that ring with her and Nyla actually gave sold for her pretty good so props to Nyla mm -hmm. good match yeah the the only other thing that I had a question about from AEW this week was uh who's what's worse Sammy Guevara's singing of Jericho's theme song or Vicky Guerrero's voice Vicky Guerrero's voice Always yeah. and forever. It's, I would buy a Sammy Guevara. <laughs> uh, Sammy was album. trying to yeah, make but... sound really bad on purpose. I'm not sure Vicky's Did trying we... on purpose. <laughs> no, I think Sammy is like that. Like you Are have. Are you serious? When, like when your kids have headphones on and they're singing songs, oh, and man. you know, like they're not in tune. Like that's totally how Sammy was just doing uh, it. Yeah, 
But he wasn't as bad the first time he did it. He wasn't good, but he wasn't as bad. So I'm like, okay, he's purposely like being off and bad. And I worry that he might be clowning a little too much lately. But oh well, he's over. Do you think that they're going to break out the sex? They're they're going to break up the sex gods soon. Well, it was interesting that him and Hardy kind of had like a interaction that seemed positive. So who knows? Well, well, they are. They're they're not like they can still be goofy. They're not like. They're not like the extreme heel faction. Mm-hmm. They're like the heels, but you, you yeah. can still laugh at them. So. Yeah. And sometimes he wears that panda's hat, so maybe like that's where your furry <laughs> thing yeah. came from. Yeah, earlier. the furry thing, because he's a furry panda. Yeah. <laughs> well, going back to tag teams real fast, I'm going to ask you a question about tag teams. What kind of tag teams do you prefer? Do you prefer teams like FTR, the Lucha Bros, um, the Young Bucks, Real tag teams, or do you like when two badasses get together and rule like Hangman and Omega, like Abushi and Tanahashi, for example, who are definitely fun to watch, but they're not your traditional tag team. They they haven't really worked together. They're not. I think I, I like like traditional tag teams, like mm-hmm. um like old school WCW, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, Legion of Doom. You know. Some more like, like the Bucks, the Lucha Bros. I like yeah, I don't like like the like the mega powers where you give me Hogan and Savage <laughs> together. I mean, I'm not. Oh you yeah, know, that's yeah. that's not gonna last long. But yeah. sometimes it works. But I I'm more like the traditional tag teams, like, like the Briscoes. Like my favorite tag team mm-hmm. has to be like the Undisputed Era, just Fish and O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. That's those mm-hmm. are those two. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's all I had <laughs> in AEW. So. I didn't watch MLW, so I am going to turn the show over to the two of you to tell me what happened on Fusion. The Pop Fusion, or I mean the Pulp Fusion, or the the low key thing. No, I don't that know. Was, like, no, the, that is worthless. The there were some good matches. There were good matches. The anthology thing, no. Okay. Let's just hit He's the MLW Pop Fusion is probably the best six minutes of wrestling you can get, um, okay. but it's not wrestling. It's just like quick promo vignette stuff bouncing back and forth where like the old mancers saying stuff and then you got hammerstone playing a guitar and stuff uh you know it's just reminding you all these people and kind of um basically doing the nwa thing where it's better you, you, than NWAs. you get to know the characters more mm-hmm. like and that's cool and that it's only six minutes is even better because you can bust through it and it's kind of like a vine like you remember Vines or TikTok, yeah. which is cool. So it's their version of like TikTok. Six minutes of quick in and out reminds you like these people are still there. You root for them. Think of like the holiday one. He's talking about this island he just bought and he cut his mustache because <laughs> all the Colombian chicks were after him. It was oh, like a magnet. Out. He was like <laughs> he was like there was at least sixty at a time. They thought he was Sancho. <laughs> Oh man! So you had to shave it, Sancho. <laughs> nice. Well, I have to watch. I tried to watch the anthologies. They're long. They are. There were yeah, some that I, I watched Laparcas and I watched part of Mance's, and I finally well, I ran out of. But gas. We, we've already like, seen all the Mance matches. It's basically that stuff is just like a highlight reel of like their matches. Like yeah. in, well, next week it, I haven't seen any of those. It's a uh, something Kojima. Mm. He's like a. Japanese wrestler that like was their biggest champ like of all time or something. Yeah, I but, think um, I'm gonna skip. <laughs> I'm watching. Like I watched the Loki one. But since we're, I mean, um, talking about 
that uh, NWA did not have Carnyland this week, as far as we know. Um, they did have uh, Tim Storm with Mama Storm on TV, nice. and she and he basically put it out. I, I realized after watching it that he told her that he was thinking about running for mayor of Carnyland. I was like, oh, I see what they're doing here. It's like their pitch to run for you know mayor of Carnyland. Mm-hmm. So that's where they, you know, and then they kind of showed some of his matches. He took, like, he would read questions to Mama Storm about, like, people would send him to, um, on Twitter. Like, he read one from uh, Lance, Lance Archer. Archer about, like, uh, beating him up and stuff and <laughs> all those things on there. Like, because they, they went all those ways back. And we find out that Tim Storm is actually a teacher. And he's, uh, he didn't start wrestling until he was, like, 30. He's like he, DDP. Yeah, so I think he said he's been wrestling for 26 years, so he's 56 years old. And, you know, we got that story, and I thought that was really cool. I thought that it it was decent. I'm not going to lie, I didn't pay attention to everything. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, yeah. But I mean, I just want to get the gist of what was going on here, you know, things like that, so we could, you know, mention it. One more quick thing from MLW they have a new member of Injustice that they. There's a fourth member, but I don't, I don't know who it was. Yeah, was we're like not going to see him until after him Christmas. So he said he had some kind of Arabic name or something like oh, Middle Eastern. Oh, name. I see what you mean. I thought you mean he didn't show up. No, no they like, they showed him, but it was really dark. Yeah, and they and like, say he said his name, but see, this is where you weren't prepared. I wasn't prepared, but you know, <laughs> and actually, there's member. already two members too many of Injustice. So <laughs> yeah. Myron Reed's the best member. Yeah, probably. Oh, I thought I no, thought Jordan Oliver no. was because you had your Jordan hair Oliver up. Jordan Oliver is not good. You know, you were walking around with your shirt off, with yeah. your Adidas pants on, uh-huh. and you had a little ponytail thing on the top of your I hair. Tried, and you I were wanted like, to Look, see how much I'm hair Jordan I had. Oliver. Yeah, I did say And that. I tried to take a picture of him so I could post it. Yeah, but I ran. Oh, <laughs> <But he> ran. <laughs> I bet he did. I was like, oh, yeah, you think you're Jordan Oliver? Here, let me get that. Come here, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, you're so famous. <laughs> You're so gangster. But uh, before we move on, I just have one thing to mention for another organization. is on June 20th, um, GCW will be back with a live event. Mm. It's in Indianapolis. It's pay-per-view. Um, face masks will be provided at the door, and social distancing Ooh, so it's will be have encouraged. People. Yes. Ooh. And nice. social distancing will be encouraged. Wow. So June 20th. Encouraged? Or yeah, like they're going to spread them out for them? No, they said encouraged probably because it's on those people. They can, they're not going to enforce it, obviously, but they're going to. Know why they're saying that? Because they want to sell it out because they have to make their money. Yeah. They can't take a loss like, say, WWE or AEW where they can, like, corner off areas and force mm-hmm. separation. Yeah. Something small like that's got to get as much gate as they can get. I think this one is an outdoor event. Oh, so like, so because you know normally they get in the bar and just pack it in like mm-hmm. you know four or five rows of people just standing there like craziness. Yeah, so this one could be like on like a high school football field. I don't like know. They could You're just spread people out. You, this is you okay, just making make up sense. your own I stuff. I said that can make more sense. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's going to be people close. I think they're going to leave it up to people and say, "Well, we told them." Mm-hmm. Because they need their yeah, so, um, yeah. Look for numbers to go up in Indianapolis uh, two <laughs> weeks after June 20th. Oh, um, get ready for that. Do you have any, like, is anybody on the card that is big that you've heard? or I, I haven't I haven't seen any names yet. Okay. Um, 
that's what's interesting to me too is how can you say that this is going to happen you don't yeah, have card. Okay. names i mean what's today the is today the fourth what's today the, the fifth yeah, so i yeah. mean we're like basically two weeks away i, could, I would say janelle is not going to show up because of the because he still has to work for aw here comes he joe with get... all his dirt sheet now i said he he probably shouldn't so you said I feel like he's not gonna did, show up. Did I say I feel like? Yeah, you know. I, he'll okay. be there. Oh. He bleeds GCW. He'll be there. He'll I find think a way he's to got be there. Part stake in that. Yeah, don't worry. I, I would expect him there. You, you know, the other promotion you didn't talk about that I was gonna bring up is I actually did watch a couple of highlights for um, Impact this week. I watched the Rascals, oh, yeah. who I'm mm-hmm. still a big fan of, and um, I watched the women's match. You told me to check that out, and it was pretty good. It's a decent match. I'm telling you, the Sue Young, though, I don't like Mm-mm. that Sue Young. It's kind of creepy, her in the little kids thing. And and I'm someone who watches Joshi wrestling, where they kind of wear some things that are a little, uh, and, I thought, and I really <laughs> thought this was creepy. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I put her back in the rags and the makeup. I don't know. <laughs> or, or put her in normal gear. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, they had her in some kind of baby doll thing, but yeah, it was in like she had like pigtails or something, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell of a wrestler. That was a good. That was a decent match because that was uh, Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan versus her and uh, who was it? Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. Yeah. Kylie Ray. Kylie. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kylie actually watching that match. Like, some of the moves that she would transition and stuff with, I was like, wow, the AEW messed up there. She would have been their top. Uh, that, that I think that's another reason the division suffered is they that was an unexpected loss. They they were mm-hmm. prepared, like you're saying. They didn't have the right star. They had that star in place, and something happened, and we'll never know what it is. And and I still think it reverberates because I see when a big name free agent is available, they don't pick AEW, and it makes me. Yeah. I always think back of that. Like, could it have to be something like you know these women talk? Like, now you don't want to go there for reason A, B, or C, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. who knows? But. Yeah, that, but Impact has been pretty decent. Um, we realized that uh, Joseph Peter Joseph Ryan, P. Ryan. Joseph Peter Ryan. Isn't that what they P. said? Joseph P. Ryan. No, Which they said me? Peter. No, Ryan. they didn't. They did. No, you keep arguing with me, but then you ask me. No. Is, is that what they said? Is that what they said? No, they said Joseph P. Anyways, that's your favorite <laughs> part because they're called cancel culture. Yep, and Jake Chris joined. Yeah. So, so he's... why is that your favorite part? You need to explain that to the listeners because Joey lost. Ryan was, uh, you know, he was Joey Ryan, but now no, he, he wasn't. He had like the no button. before, but now he's wearing like khaki shorts. He's got he's tucked in like a Long dress shirt. shirt. And then he's, you know, he's he has he doesn't want to do anything that's like um, fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like the it's he like doesn't want to get canceled ah. anymore. So he's not into dick flips anymore. Mm. It's it's like the remember the WWE thing where all the guys with the white dress shirts and black ties. Oh, where okay. they yeah, the Godfather was in that. Yeah, was that that's called? that's. That's kind of what he's the doing. Good yeah, the good father. Okay. Yeah, the good father. The mm-hmm. cancel, but the cancel culture. I thought it was it was kind of interesting. And then um, was it Jake Chris mm-hmm. turned on his brother and he's joining him, so he's recruiting his uh, you know, 
Maybe he can get Sammy Callahan to wear a dress shirt and a tie and stuff. No, that ain't happening. You know that ain't happening. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he owns a dress shirt. They'd have to buy him one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, but it's a. I'm digging like the things that I have seen on um, Impact. But the question I do have for you is that they had a vignette on Impact where they kind of teased all these. WWE superstars oh, yeah, that were released, but one of them happened to get a contract this week. Yep. And immediately after he got the contract, I started thinking, hey, all these guys worked for Impact. Were they just teasing it because this was Impact footage? Yep. And they were just doing it for clicks, and they're not going to. And none be, of them, or maybe one of them, yeah, will show up at Slammiversary. Yeah. I I don't know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't believe they were all showing up anyway when I first saw it, and I was like, "Cause it has Anderson." Yeah, and yeah. there is well, no way Anderson before. is going there. I I would be shocked. I just don't see it. I see he would go to AEW before he would go I think to. He's going to Japan. Impact, don't you think? I think yeah, I think I think he would go to like you know, um, New Japan. But, well, I but think he might not be able like, to go to New Japan. Right, but I think that he they showed all the oh, yeah. old footage. <laughs> to kind of tease stuff to get mm-hmm. people to buy the pay-per-view mm. because remember they showed they didn't show rusev they showed the bulgarian flag and because rusev hadn't worked from them they can't put him on there mm. so they kind of teased this stuff yeah. and i was like oh now if they get most of these guys wow yeah well if but, they get rusev it's a big get that's the biggest get i think of all of them okay yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool that they teased it because I was like, wait a second when I seen that. I was like, is this real? And then I checked their site because I didn't watch Impact till the following day. And that was a real like vignette that they showed. Because, yeah, a lot of people were excited about that. I saw it get retweeted. People, here we go. This is going to be awesome. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh. But, but really, the only person I really see going there is maybe EC3. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, too. Well, before we jump into um, AEW, I wanted to like shout out our top five. I kind of just came up with my you idea. Mean NXT, right? Oh yeah, NXT. That's what I meant. I'm used to doing AEW last, but we're doing NXT last. But I wanted to shout out top five um, black wrestlers that I want to highlight them for people to look for guys that you may not have heard of. So I'm not going to talk about the main roster guys of WWE or um, AEW. I'm kind of looking for some guys you haven't heard of, me personally. You're not necessarily doing your list that way, but that was my list. Okay. Um, yeah, so just to highlight some some athletes um, so people look for them and know them and they're up-and-comers and some of these guys might hold belts soon. Some of them do hold belts in smaller promotions. Um, I think it'd be fun. So, all right. Who wants to go first? I think I could go first. All right. Do you think? I think, yeah, I think. Uh, at my number one spot, I put uh, Scorpio Sky. Gotcha. Then number two, Shane Strickland or Isaiah S- Scott. Uh, number three would be Keith Lee. Four, Desmond Xavier. And number five would be um, who? Who did I say I was going to put at number five? Sunny Kiss. No, that's <laughs> not what I said. I said who, who is? Oh, Nyla Rose. No, <laughs> uh, I forgot. All right. That's I gotta okay. Think about it. I gotta think. I, I gotta think about who cheeseburger. There you go. Oh, it was it was Jonathan Gresham was my number. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all great guys. Um, some of them are title holders, aren't they? Right now, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'd have to think about that for a minute. 
I, I can go if you want. Um, I think, okay, this isn't just men, so I'm going to say that I think Velveteen Dream is mm-hmm. possibly, like, I would put him up there as a top five of hot up-and-comer. The next thing he needs to do is leave that company. Mm-hmm. Um, next for me would, I would say, like, a Keith Lee would probably be up there. Um, okay. I like that, like all this independent work. I wish she was on TV more. Um, I do like Kira Hogan. I think that she's really good uh, wrestler. I put her at three. Um, four, I would probably put Rich Swan. Uh, I think Swan is excellent wrestler, and he's probably one of the better cruiserweights in wrestling. And I'm trying to stay away from people that Joe pick. I mean, if ACH didn't have the attitude problem, he would definitely be there. But since he did have the attitude problem, I'm going to put um, Tasha Steele. All right, I'm going to do reverse because I, I really did go with some obscure guys. So some of the first two I'm going to say going to be like, who? My first one is going to be Big Game Leroy, who you guys mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at Hog, and we just saw him on Dark, and he's been on the BTEs. He's the one with the video game. I just think he's interesting. He's got that um, Orange Cassidy vibe. Um, on the right promotion, he, he could be a lot of fun. Uh, number two, AQA. Uh, she's um, from Booker T's promotion. Uh, reality of yeah, Wrestling? Yeah, Reality of Wrestling. She's been trained by him. She's also been in Shimmer. She's been in different women's promotions. She's starting to work okay. her way up, and she's getting a lot of buzz the last year and a half. She's somebody to watch. Um, her AQA stands for Angela Queen Arnold. Um, okay. Then Aaliyah James. She is a British wrestler, and she wrestles in RevPro. She wrestles in Eve Riot. She, I mean, Riot. She wrestles all, all the different promotions in, um, what's it called, in um, England. She's only 22 years old, and she's already getting in some big matches with some big-name hmm. British wrestlers. Um, then Michael Oku, also from RevPro. He's the cruiserweight champ right now. He's really good. Um, if you can try find anything with him, I recommend it. And then last of all, Chris Bay who's in impact yeah. right now and is the uh, X division champion. And yeah. you could probably, he's just joined impact. So most of the stuff you're going to find of him is going to be indie stuff. He's been everywhere. I, I really yeah, wanted AEW to get him. Um, yeah. He's uh, going to be, uh, was he, he's going to, he's going to be a big name like really soon. Yeah. And he has to be somewhere where a smaller guy gets a real chance. Cause he is smaller than some of like, yeah. yeah, you're not going to see him in the ring with Elgin, for example. Right. So, but you could see him against Adam Cole. <laughs> you could. Well, we might as well segue. See what I did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that note, we'll segue into um, NXT. So, you guys um, watched it. Um, I like the tag match, the three-way tag match with Frish and Strong versus the Oni Lorkin and the other guy versus uh, <laughs> the other guy. The, Brizongo. You, you were really into it, huh? I don't know who the other guy. I forgot his name, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he was okay. I, 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 I it's supposed to be fishing O'Reilly. I'm not digging. I don't mm-hmm. know no fishing strong for me. No, but that was probably the only. That was the um, part that, like, having Roderick Strong with him was really a minus. But it was, it was a good match, and Brizongo gets a title shot. Oh yay! Yay! Proving once again that the NXT WWE brand has drifted into the toilet of 
tag team wrestling. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> understand it. Why would that be your team that you're going to highlight? Because it's jokes. It's like New Day up top. Mm. You know? They came out. They came out in um, astronaut suits with biker helmets on. That's not yeah. serious tag team wrestling. Uh, they used to have such great tag okay. teams in NXT. They do, but they get pushed right into the main roster. They get broken up, destroyed, move on. Yeah, I, I didn't. Nothing really captured my eye this week from them. Um, and maybe it's because I've heard of a few people getting called up: Matt Riddle, mm-hmm. Dijakovic. Mm. You know. People like that. We've read that um, possible Chelsea Green, uh, Eo Shirai could be moved up as well. And that's all great. But then when you think about it, if they're leaving, what do you have left? Chelsea Green and Eo Shirai, they'll be fine if they get called up. The women's division is stacked. They're going to put... They're going to put fine. EO in the Kabuki Warriors. But you're right on losing the men. They, they, it is kind of messy right now. I looked at that and I was like, ooh. I mean, when I looked at that, I'm not excited for the pay-per-view, to be honest. Um, I'm going to be disappointed because Adam Cole is probably losing that belt. He is. Um, so okay. that's going to be a bummer because he's been one of the more entertaining people on NXT for me. Mm-hmm. And But do, do you think he's losing the belt because he hasn't re-signed a contract? I think it was always the plan to give, like you mentioned earlier, Velveteen Dream. It's his time, finally. Yeah. I really I think, do I mean, think it was. I think it's yeah, just I think a, he should have won it like one or two before that, you know. Yeah, he no. got hurt, and then he got in that little controversy about sending some pictures he shouldn't have sent, and some mm-hmm. things kind of delayed this from happening. But it's time for it to happen. Right. Um, I have a little theory too. Is I think that the other three are going to turn on Cole. You think so? Like, yeah, it yeah. seemed like that with their uh, vignette where uh-huh. they're like he's giving the speech. And he's like talking about stuff and like his title run, and it and it makes you feel like the awkward silence and stuff that something's happening there. Yeah, like he, the way you... he he was acting like his girlfriend. You know, mm-hmm. he was really talking himself up, like yes, and my title, and I'm the greatest. Yeah. And it's it's been a year since I've you know captured this, or <laughs> three hundred and so many days. And then I kept thinking, wait, do they know he's not going to resign in August? So are they going to squash him? Or or he's going up and they're not. That's another yeah, possibility. What, what happens if what happens because he if he does lose the title, I do think he's moving up until his contract goes up. But mm-hmm. so would they find like a new leader or Kyle becomes the leader and he no, gets that single? Push? I think it's over. Mm-hmm. Or or Finn Balor takes over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's time to give Kyle his run, his solo run. I think Kyle's the one that leads this rebellion that breaks them away from them. And for a little while, they stay together to kind of prop Kyle up for his solo run. And then the other two, like Fish and O'Reilly were together. I don't think that's an accident. Maybe they go off and become the tag team. Maybe that's why they were showing Fish and Strong together. I mean, Fish, that's what I meant to say. Fish and Strong were together. So then they go off and become the tag team. And then, oops, O'Reilly... um does his own thing and maybe him and cole even feud that's the way maybe cole doesn't go up and him and o'reilly feud until he leaves okay yeah because if they move him up who are they going to match him up against he's a little dude i mean who is he going to take on like the the whole lucha ninja dudes or whatever they're called now (laughs) and um they're called the lucha ninja dudes isn't that what they have like three ninja dudes like attacking people or something i don't know you got me there it's a, it's a bunch of different things. Like, who are they going to have? Like, um, Andrade versus him or something? I, I mean, he's he's little. He's a little dude. I swear he weighs like a buck eighty. I mean, he's. A... I guess we'll have to wait and see. 
but I think he's he's definitely out. So I'm not. As, I don't think Io's going to win. I think Io's there to take the pin, so Rhea Ripley gets the belt back. Ooh, you do okay. So Rhea Rhea pins Io, so Charlotte still stays unblemished. Okay. And yeah, and then Charlotte goes back to doing what she does on the main roster, and and Rhea's the champ. And Io, who knows, either goes up to become a Kabuki warrior or, or leaves. <laughs> I don't know, but okay. I think that's going to be disappointing. Um, I'm not into this this team of three women versus three women. It's a weird combination of people. I don't know. I just don't see it. I told you I watched that match, and I couldn't buy Candice as the heel and Mia as the baby face. Mm. It was wrong. Mia should be the heel, and Candice should be the baby face. They just... Their personalities don't fit. Gargano's like really weird as a heel. Yeah. Like I could, but they, because when the Ronaldo dude, he was like, he was like, you know, Johnny Gargano, the only thing he's good at is running his mouth. I was like, but like a couple months ago, he was like the best wrestler in NXT. He was the heart but, of NXT. The pride of he, NXT. Yeah. But now he can't wrestle. He just runs his mouth. Mr. Takeover. Yeah. They just totally trust him. Johnny then, Wrestling. Keith Lee out there in a pair of sweats. I'm like, come on, man. This is national TV. Can't we? Can't we at least put the guys in gear? Yeah, I think it all has to do with like Vince having his hands on stuff, and um, yeah, it's sad that that's how this products went. But they they do have a lot of talent and stuff, and that's why I think oh, yeah. that we should still like talk about them because it's mm-hmm. not about like the business aspects of um one Vincent. Kennedy McMahon, but it's more about, you know, Junior. these guys could be looking for jobs soon, so we got to talk about them. <laughs> well, a match on the pay-per-view that wasn't hyped up at all is Finn Balor is fighting um, Damian Priest. Uh, yeah. I was like, that seems like a decent match. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see that. And then Killer Cross versus um. I'm still Joppa. really excited for that. That's so, seemed, there's that's some things. Really good. There's definitely some things. You're going to have to watch YouTube videos of people posting them because I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> Did you see where they're going to offer the network for free, a like limited version of the network? Yeah, it was, um, but it's basically mainly stuff you can get on TV anyway. So. Oh, so they won't have takeovers or anything like that. Oh, they'll have all the old stuff they have, oh. but you can't watch the current takeovers, yeah. I don't believe. Gotcha. So I don't think I don't think they're going to be doing that. And besides, I'm sure if you were a former um, subscriber, they'll probably be like, "No, you have to pay for it because you know mm-hmm. what to expect." It, I, I think it's just their way of trying to get people into the door of wrestling. But I mean, if if you're okay with not um, having storylines, then go for it. I mean, otherwise, that's the main reason why you watch wrestling storylines. Well, yeah. What's the point if you don't have a storyline and you don't have a reason to root for somebody? Why do you watch it? I like the wrestling matches. And NXT used to have storylines. They really yeah, did. Until they had to care about it because of AEW had to go against them. Well, no, till the pressure was on for them to like try to win the week. And they mm-hmm. just blew storylines up to try to throw like big name matches out there to get people yeah. to watch. So they just blew up storylines and just started, well, That's we got to get Charlotte. this match and we got to get that match. We got to bring Charlotte, Charlotte Flair, Flair down. We got to bring you know Finn Balor down. A- AJ was there with the with the other dudes. Oh Luke yeah, Gallows with the club. And, yeah. yeah, they were there. Like, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, no one wants to see that crap. I mean, they had a good product. It was really good, and we were afraid in the beginning. But now, even when it's like a down week, 
AEW still wins in the ratings, and I don't even think it like we should even talk about the ratings because there there is no rating. They war. are the ratings. There is no rating <laughs> war. I mean, they're clearly beating them every week, even with bad shows. Even when you're throwing the Drake Maverick thing out there, which was a big emotional pull, you still couldn't pull a win mm. this week. If you can pull a because, win with that, you're not going to pull a win. But people like you know that are wrestling fans seen through that. Yeah, but WWE fans didn't care. You think they would have tuned in, like like the main show, the Raw, because Raw and SmackDown are still getting over a million. You know, you think a few of them would bleed over for that story, but nope. No, they're like whatever. It's cool. How many like what are usually like the average rating for like a an NXT show? Last week it was like seven thirteen. Yeah, and I think like AW was only like seven. 30 something 740 mm-hmm. but aw was down AEW was down and they cite that um most people were probably watching the news because of all the things happening and um a lot of AEW fans watch um the mtv uh what's that show that i watch what the challenge the challenge the challenge is mm-hmm. winning a lot of rating wars right now because a lot of people watch that so um yeah well you know, I DVR it. I don't always watch it live. So I think the DVR numbers for both shows are better than we realize. I bet you both shows do a million if you count DVRs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I bet you a lot yeah. of people watch AEW live, DVR um, NXT. I bet you more than we think. So they Yeah, both I mean, watch. that's what we basically, well, we watch AEW live mm-hmm. and then we'll watch, you know, if we can. If not, we'll watch it on the DVR first. Mm-hmm. And then because we have Hulu TV, mm-hmm. we go back and watch on Hulu the latest episode of NXT, which we watched just before, you know, earlier today. So I think if one was on Tuesday and one was on Wednesday, they'd be pulling a million each. Maybe not during this pandemic, but they'd be pulling. And I think because the pay-per-view number to me tells me that there is a there's a fan base out there. They just maybe right. don't tune in every week. They, they, you know, they're busy. They have stuff going on. Yeah, and I think this week um, AEW's numbers went down a little because this was basically a go home show for NXT. True. So you're gonna steal a few people. Um, but then the following week, if if the pay per view is great, maybe you gain some more people. Yeah. If not, you're gonna lose some people to AEW because AEW is building up to their two nights of Fighter Fest. Mm-hmm. Which happens in less than a month, or exactly so, a month, right? It's in July, July like first and eighth or something. Yeah, so the so they have four shows to build to that. Mm-hmm. But then NXT, like at, they didn't have to like really release those guys because if they're moving the those a lot of the talent up to the main roster, like after this pay per view, then this could have been the time to use those guys. Well, you need to move new talent up to make the main show fresh. And there are a lot of wrestlers waiting their turn down there in NXT that we really haven't seen. I mean, we've got all these young guys that have just got there. I mean, Swerve Scott needs more time. El Hijo de Fantasmo needs more time. I mean, there are people that, that deserve... Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm, Cameron Grimes. There's a lot... Damian Priest really hasn't been focus-focused on. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, you have Killer Cross. Killer Cross. Yeah. I think before, like, they used to have, the original shows, they used to have, like, maybe 15 wrestlers. 
just enough to show almost everybody every week. And it was a lot more intriguing to that the storylines were so, like, a couple of them, mm-hmm. so that you didn't... Well, what so happened is they like needed to they sign everybody, so they wouldn't sign for AEW. Mm-hmm. Right. They stockpiled all these wrestlers that they so really had no use for. a lot of no people are getting buried. I don't think they're, they're not getting buried. Well, they just, like... they go and sign everyone so they don't. It's like when when you're a champion or you're trying to build a championship or stuff, like let's say the Lakers go and guys get cut from teams, they pick them up so the other teams don't get it. The rich get richer and they just sit the bench there, they get a contract. And if they're called upon, then you play. If not, you're just there. You're there as an emergency. Then, before, before, they used to have like like maybe three heavyweight men's wrestlers. So it was like one wrestler, one NXT champ, one guy that was trying to get the championship, and then it was the next guy and the next guy, and nobody really had to wait their turn. It was, it was like yeah. nobody was getting. But buried. AEW changed that. AEW made but them force them to buy, and it's smart because if you're cutting people, if I'm cutting people, let's see, should I put Swerve Scott, um, Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, those guys back on the market, so AEW can grab them, or should I cut Kurt Hawkins? And Matt Cardona and um, Heath Slater and that's yeah, guys, you know you cut you cut guys that you think will not give you value mm-hmm. plus have bigger contracts you so know? you keep the young dudes that you might eventually use or the younger fresher face that mm-hmm. you know that are undersized and stuff because they think that they're they could become be a star but think, about, but think about how how long Matt Cardona was sitting there. Like, he was a fresh face. They used him for, like, a week or two. Well, I'm not, not saying to do they're anything. not going to screw it up, but... And then they he sat there for, like, years, and now he's, like, older, and they finally release him. But he's really not that old. He's, like, 34. Oh, that's old in wrestling. He's Cody's age. He's Omega's yeah. age. Oh, okay. No. That's not that old. Like, no. So he... I mean, he I mean, sat the bench for that long. Okay. Yeah. But he was started when he was, like, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and because he's not wrestling, he's probably in great shape, and he probably yeah. has a bunch of good years to give, because his body's not beat to hell. It's probably healthy. I don't know. So I think I don't. I don't know. It just seems like okay when I play fantasy sports. If somebody releases somebody and they're pretty good, and I know it could help someone else, I pick them up and just sit them on my bench yeah. and might not ever use them. Yeah. But I do that to keep them away from helping someone else become better. And that's all they're doing. It's it's a great business strategy, but eventually it'll screw you because if you're not getting ratings or anything, you you're gonna have to make cuts, and that's when you have to decide who goes and who stays. Yeah, because if I'm if I'm really a good, there are some talent evaluators in WWE, and if it comes down to me dropping the you know a Cameron Grimes for dropping a Heath Slater, who's gonna make the bigger impact in AEW? Heath Slater or Cameron Grimes? Cameron Grimes Probably to the Grimes. AW audience who love indies is going to make an impact. Yeah, he's a he's and like a cruiserweight size that can move, and they have a lot of undersized dudes. And they would use him right, and they would turn him into a star because that's what they do. This way, it's like yeah, you can have you know, you can have yeah. Hawkins and or Heath Slater, <laughs> and you might be able to get a few a little mileage out of them, but yeah, you're not going to get much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the guy that they could get the most out of is probably um, Zack Ryder. You think so? Not Rusev? Out of the guys that released? 
I don't know if Rusev wants to do it because he doesn't seem to be like teasing <laughs> anything. Yeah. And uh, I know that you know Zach and or Matt, whichever uh-huh. you want to call them, and Cody are mm-hmm. pretty decent friends and stuff. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. But the, the he even said that he doesn't want to do no tag team stuff. So mm. well, I don't see him in a tag team anyways. Really, after he left. Yeah, it's just that whole promotion is about tag teams. Yeah. Well, I think we call it a night then or anything else? No.